Welcome to the Marketing Clarity Podcast, the show that definitely remembers to delete its search history. On this episode, I am talking about Google Search Essentials. What is it? And what you need to know for your business website. Let's get pedaling. My name is Ross Erosion. I'm a marketing and content coach, and I work with small businesses and solopreneurs to help clear the digital marketing fog. Find out how I can deliver to you customer clarity, content clarity, and company clarity with my Marketing Clarity program at GetMarketingClarity.com. So Google just recently rolled out what they're calling Google Search Essentials. And this is replacing what was formerly called Google Webmaster Guidelines. They say because webmaster is a dated term, right? And doesn't include all the content creators who want to see their content uh, create or rank in search results. So webmaster is essentially like dungeon master. It is out and they are just saying, hey, if you, if, if you make stuff on the web, here is what you need to know as it relates to search. Now they've released this in three different categories, technical requirements, key best practices, and spam policies. And I'm gonna go through each one of these uh, relatively quickly, but at the level that is still gonna be very helpful to you uh, because there is, you could spend a day going through a lot of this and deep diving, but you don't got a day. You got however much time you've dedicated to this podcast, so let's roll. Technical requirements. Here's all you need to know about technical requirements. The good news is, is that by doing nothing, most sites pass the technical requirements according to Google. You know, that's whether it is on Wix or on Squarespace or on WordPress. Um, you know, for the most part, unless you've gone in and messed with things, which you probably have not, your site is probably meeting the technical requirements according to Google. So that's good news, right? Okay, good. Now let's talk about key best practices. So here are some of, I think, the big takeaways related to key best practices inside of the Google Search Essentials. So first, use keywords people would search for and place them in prominent areas, such as titles, headings, and alt text, okay? So keywords that are relevant to uh, your business, but also that overlap of what are words and phrases that people may be using uh, related to search, you're gonna wanna put those in titles and headings, okay? The second thing, and this is a biggie, I'm gonna spend a, really a bulk of our time on this, this episode in this category. Create helpful content. Now, this comes on, you know, right after Google's quote, helpful content update that came in August of 2022. And, you know, here are the things when we're talking about helpful content that needs to be defined, obviously. So let's talk about all the pieces, the parts that can kind of make up helpful content. So the first thing is you're gonna to wanna to write for people and not for Google. A very common mistake um, people make, and also this is kind of one of the holdovers, if you will, from people who do SEO 
and they're still clutching to the old ways, right? I'm using air quotes there, right? Is that they're writing specifically for Google and they're not writing for people. And Google's smarter than that now, okay? So you have to ask yourself, is this designed to attract people from search engines rather than being made for actual human beings? That's important, right? Write for people, not for Google. So part of that comes with how um, mechanized, if you will, it is, how voicey it is. You know, if you read it and you're like, this kind of seems clunky or doesn't really flow or it's, these aren't, this isn't kind of how I would, if I was explaining it in person, this is not how I explain it, then tweak it, okay? Are you adding value, okay? Adding value is the key component of search. And Google understands that in a number of different ways, how much uh, bounce rate. If people land on your page and they don't find it helpful and they go back, that means maybe that wasn't particularly helpful. How long they spend on your page, right? Do they click other links on your site? These are all signals that relate to value. You know, it, I think this is one of the questions that Google asked is, does your content leave readers feeling like they need to search again to get better information from other sources? So if you are trying to answer a specific question, address a particular issue among your audience, when they are done reading it, do they feel like they need to go back to Google because their question wasn't answered? The question or the query that you're going after is not answered. If they do, you need to continue to work on that content, okay? Here's another one. Are you writing to a particular word count because you've heard or read that Google has a preferred word count? which they don't, by the way, okay? And this, is kind of, this has also been one of those big evolutions because Google better understands language now. And a big misunderstanding is that uh, just buying itself longer content ranks better. It does not. Now, if it is longer, more in-depth content that addresses a question that adds value and answers a question, then yes, of course, longer versus shorter is going to do a little bit better. But buy-in of itself, just because if something is long, but it's super fluffy, like there's a lot of crap in there that's not relevant, that doesn't mean it's going to rank. So, so trust me when I say size doesn't matter. That's what I've been told by people, but, all, but by Google, not by people, definitely not that, but by, by Google has told me that. And they, they have come out and said that. So it's about answering the question, um, providing as much useful information as possible. And if you can do that, and it's only two paragraphs, okay, that's better than two paragraphs of actual substance and then six paragraphs of fluffy crap you don't need, okay? So, the, you know, the, these are, this is a lot of the unpacking 
if you will, of the key best practices as it relates to creating helpful content, okay? Now, of course, Google has what's called EAT. They don't specifically live by this, but it's definitely one of the things that they promote. And EAT stands for expertise, authoritativeness, and trustworthiness. So, you know, you wanna help users. Um, the content, you know, you, you wanna, I say you want to come across as an expert, but but really you want to talk about things that you know about, right? We don't want to make this that you're just fibbing left and right because that's not how it works. And then when it comes to trustworthiness, this also is tied to are other sites linking to you? Are you linking to other sites? Kind of what what's hanging out and happening in your uh, internet neighborhood, if you will, that gives Google, again, those signals that you are trustworthy. Okay. So that is the key best practices. And now I'm going to round out uh, this Google search essentials with the third component, which is spam policies. And much like technical, here's the good news. By doing nothing, you are probably not committing any fouls related to spam policies. So here are some things that they list and you probably don't even know what the hell they mean. Cloaking, doorways, keyword stuffing. You might know that one. That's where you're just jamming in a certain keyword in there and it doesn't even make sense. Like, let's say I wanted to rank for marketing agency and I think, Tricycle Creative is the best marketing agency among all the marketing agencies in the United States. And as a marketing agency, they really provide a lot of great services that other marketing agents, oh my God, no one talks like that. That is ridiculous. That is keyword stuffing. Sneaky Reader X. Again, you probably don't know what that is. You're probably not even doing it. Scam and fraud. Okay, now here's the thing. If you're listening to this, you would know if you're scamming and frauding people, so knock it off. Knock it off. You're ruining the internet for everyone. But again, you're probably not scamming and frauding. Now, one other thing you can uh, check out if you are curious is Google also provides an SEO starter guide. It is uh, quite bulky, okay? There may be a lot of things you don't understand in there, but if you do want to check it out, I will link to it in the show notes at Marketing Clarity Podcast so you can uh, check out that link. Gather around, everyone. Gather around. Gather around. Quiet. Shh. Shh. Max, put down the scissors. Thank you very much. Let's talk. Let's, let's, what did we learn on this episode? Okay. First, fresh, constant content is critical to improving your SEO. And that is through a blog. So if you don't have a blog, you, you, you need one, right? But of course, just starting a blog isn't enough. You need to have what? Well, useful content. So the second thing we learned, you need strategic content that answers questions and is relevant to your audience, right? Just creating a blog full of content that's not relevant to your business or to your audience or to your customers, that's not the way to move the needle on SEO. And the other thing we learned today is that technically, 
or on the technical side, maybe I should better word that, you probably aren't doing anything wrong, but you could be doing more. And that's where hiring a SEO specialist like myself uh, or someone else, but I, you know, I do SEO and I'm here and you're listening to me. So, you know, like me. And also if you're struggling with creating your content, well, again, that's why I'm sitting in this chair. I can help you. That is where my marketing clarity program comes in. And you can learn all about that, about how I help you get customer clarity, about how I help you get company clarity, and finally, how I help you get content clarity. All that by going to getmarketingclarity.com.